0: Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, May 21st. Today, we're going to be in Genesis 11, Genesis 11 in the first nine verses. And then I'd like to share with you um, something I've read this week that hopefully we'll, um, we will meditate and think about and pray through Um and will hopefully give us some more insight into uh, what God is doing in our lives during this time. So here we go, Genesis 11, verse 1. The whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. As people migrated from the east, they found the valley in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us make oven-fired bricks. They used brick for stone and asphalt for mortar. They said... Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves; otherwise, we will be scattered throughout the earth. Then the Lord came down to look over the city and the tower and the, hum- and the tower that the humans were building. The Lord said, "If they have begun to do this as one people, all having the same language, then nothing they plan will be impossible for them." Come. Let's go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So, from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore, it is called Babylon. For there, the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth. And that is the word of the Lord from Genesis chapter 11. A very familiar story for most Christians, the Tower of Babel, as it is often uh, and it is often uh, described. And what happens in this story is that you have, um, if you'll allow me to shrink it down like this, I don't know how you'd not allow me. I guess you could turn the podcast off. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shrink it down to this idea. The idea is that humans came to a point where they understood, they thought they had understood that their technology could allow them to eliminate the need for God. In other words, let us come, let us make a name for ourselves. The name that God has given us, his image bearers, is no longer important to us. We will create for ourselves a name. We will conquer through our technology, okay? Now, right now, technology is in a, or we as human beings are in a very interesting point in history with technology. Um, On one hand, um, I mean, just yesterday I'm reading a new article about screen time and social media use among teenagers particularly teenage girls and where screen time is is or is not affecting and what social media connection to um, other people's lives through social media platforms is particularly doing to our teenage girls and their depression and some other things uh, gosh well, I could go on I mean I could talk about physical maladies you know I, I had 20 20 vision until I s- Started using a computer every day to prepare sermons, um, and so now I'm I have to wear glasses, um, which is itself a technology. So technology is not good or evil, but what we see here in Genesis 11, and technology of course is keeping us connected this time. I mean, our church is using technology in order. Many of you this past Sunday, just in us being in a Zoom meeting all together for the first time. Um, brought many of you to tears. I, I, think, I know I was stirred even emotionally just cycling through all of the little boxes with people in them that I could see, and that was brought to us by technology. But here in Genesis 11, there is a, a, the idea is that we will use technology. That's what the stones and the mortar, uh, the, the um, writing there about the stones and the mortar, Uh, we will use technology to make a name for ourselves, okay? So we no longer have a use for God, or we no longer have a use for God defining who we are or what our meaning is because we have learned to conquer sort of our weaknesses. And so now we can build this tower, make a name for ourselves, and, of course, God scatters them. Now, I'm reading a book called Post-Christian, A Guide to Contemporary Thought and Culture, Um, I know you got if y'all were going to the beach this summer you're dying to pick this one up you should it's a page turner you should wait till the end it's a twist okay Um, he's been dead the whole time Um, but this is uh, this is post-christian by Gene Edward Veith Jr. Um, a fantastic book in the vein of Nancy Piercy if you're if you enjoy her books or you're that type of reader Um, But anyway, I'm just sort of getting started in it. And I was struck by a passage that I read um, yesterday, I believe, uh, maybe this morning. Actually, yesterday. Um, Listen to this. I'm just going to read this brief passage. Gene Veith writes, and I quote, Technology has allowed us to overcome many of the limits imposed on us by nature. Technology has also extended our human powers. Distance has been all but obliterated by automobiles, aircraft, and telecommunications. Scarcity of food and other necessities, which has nearly always been a part of the human condition, has been greatly mitigated by agricultural technology and the Industrial Revolution. And disease, the vulnerability of the human body, has been greatly mitigated by modern medicine, which has greatly extended our lifespans and enhanced the quality of our lives by minimizing sickness and suffering. Yet for all our technology, we still exist in space and time. Many are still in want, and we still suffer physically. And technology has not cured us of death. But what formerly seemed natural, the vastness of the world, the constant effort to find enough to eat, getting sick, dying, now seems unnatural to us, as if there is something wrong when technology cannot let us transcend our physical limits. Now, church... I was struck by this because this, this book was written. It is a new book, I, th- I think, was released in twenty early 2020. But when Gene Veith wrote this, he had no idea that COVID was coming. And the three things that he lists here as the things that humanity has used technology to overcome, distance, scarcity, and disease, those are the very things that have been brought back to us by this pandemic. Distance, we are literally social distancing. We are distant from one another. Scarcity. Toilet paper, anyone? Remember the meats, especially in the first few weeks of this? Um, we can't do something. Even our grocery shopping is different. We can't find some of the things that we just thought were sort of all right to always find. And of course, disease, that he, he mentions. We've got a, a a disease without a vaccine that spreads very rapidly. Suddenly, all the things that we felt like we had conquered, or at least had a pretty good hold on with technology. It's like we've been set back, which is exactly what happens here in Genesis 11. God sets back these folks who had decided they were going to get the kingdom without the king, which is exactly what sort of post-Christianity or secularism does. We want the things of God's kingdom without the king, God Himself, that comes with it, without the rule and authority of a king we want to achieve with technology the kingdom of god peace justice righteousness love all of the things that come with the kingdom of god we want to achieve COVID 19 in this period that we're in is sort of a magnifying glass of what we were already experiencing which is what gene veith points out in that second paragraph i read yet for all of our technology many of us are still in want we still suffer physically, and technology has not cured us of death. COVID, th- th- this period of time with COVID-19 is focusing in on disease is still real. You have not, even with your technology, solved distance, because I, I don't know about you guys, but even a Zoom meeting is not good enough like to put me together with you. It It's sort of a placeholder, but it's not the ideal. Now, here's the good news, and scarcity, of course, you know, understanding that um we we can't have what we want all the time. Here's the good news. Right after this passage in Genesis is Genesis uh, the second half of Genesis 11 is setting up Genesis 12, which is the story of Abraham. Now why is that significant? Because it is from Abraham. Abraham is part of this line, this seed that God Um, picks up and says, you, Abraham, from you, you will be the father of many nations, and from you, all nations will be blessed. So you have these folks who have rejected God with their technology to make a name for themselves. God, to spare them, scatters them so that they don't build a kingdom without God as their king, which would be to their ultimate demise. And then... And that's not just like a punishment. Then God comes in and he says, okay, time to start over and give these humans the redemption that I want to give them. You, Abraham, it's time to bless the nations. In other words, it was the failure of their technology to make a name for themselves that opened the door up for God to bless the nations. Now that to me in this time, City Church is incredibly encouraging for what can happen both in my personal renewal and also the spirit filled revival that we are praying for. God, where is your Abraham moment that will follow this Babel moment for us, where technology is being undone? We have not overcome distance, we have not overcome disease. We have not overcome scarcity. That was all a very thin veneer. So God, where is this Abraham moment where you come in redemptively and say, it is time to bless the nations now that I have saved you from yourselves and your dependence on technology. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited about it. And I hope we as a church will pray for that spirit-filled revival, that Abraham moment of redemption to come. So let's be silent together and pray in that direction. Our Father, please bring revival. Bring renewal to our church. Bring renewal to us, to me bring revival to our city our country and we recognize even through the Abraham story that hope and revival might start off the map whereas when you chose to bless the nations you did not announce it either in Abraham or in Jesus Christ you know you, you sent Jesus into a manger in a backwater country and slowly worked off the map. Just like with Abraham, you went to this guy, you know, in the land of Ur, said, You, and you slowly worked. And Father, we want, to, will you give us the faith to believe that when we can't see you working out this revival, that you are somewhere. Some with someone right now, you are building a wave of revival that is coming, and we will hold on and wait for it and be patient. And in the meantime, not make a name for ourselves, instead, rely on the name that you have given us your children, your church, your people, your image bearers. Bring revival as our technology once again has showed us that we cannot make a name for ourselves. Only you can give us that name. Be gracious with us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.